Recognized nationally for excellence in clinical care, Lord's Health System. It's time for Lord's Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. According to the National Kidney Foundation, up to 26 million American adults have chronic kidney disease and millions of others are at an increased risk. And early detection can help prevent the progression of kidney disease to kidney failure. My guest today is Dr. Ari Chakravarti. He's the medical director of the Kidney and Pancreas Transplant Program at Our Lady of Lourdes Medical Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Chakravarti. Tell us some of the conditions that characterize kidney disease. Well, thank you very much for having me on, and we appreciate the opportunity. Um, there, there are many different types of conditions and, and symptoms that can characterize kidney disease. Uh, sometimes it can be very nonspecific symptoms and, and vague symptoms like fatigue and weakness. Um, there can also be difficulty with and painful urination, foamy urine, um, pink and dark urine, um, and even increased need to urinate. Uh, all of these things can also be associated with other kinds of diseases and, and conditions, but when you have a constellation of symptoms all together like that, then one of the one of the one of the uh, uh, diseases that it could be, of course, is kidney disease. And are there certain people who are more at risk for kidney disease than others? Yes. Uh, so uh, certainly, the most common reason why uh, someone in the United States and probably even worldwide now. Uh, that who may have kidney disease is someone who has diabetes. And an important thing to keep in mind is that not everybody with diabetes ends up with end-stage kidney disease or kidney failure, but certainly many, many people that do have kidney disease have diabetes. Uh, certainly high blood pressure, uh, as well as a family history of kidney failure, are correlated with um, uh, uh, kidney disease. Sometimes even just age, as we get older, we think that this may be a risk factor for uh, kidney disease. Not always, since many people are living much longer than, uh, uh, than before. Uh, but certainly sometimes once someone is over the age of 60, they may, they may be at more risk for developing uh, chronic kidney disease. Um, other things that we sometimes take for granted, especially if they're just uh, self-limited or if they go away on their own, are things like kidney stones, um, uh, smoking, being overweight, uh, cardiovascular disease. Uh, these are all these are things that uh, can also be related uh, correlated with kidney disease, especially if they recur or persist. So uh, that's an important thing. So not everyone with a kidney stone develops kidney failure, but if someone continues to get recurrent kidney stones, or if they continue to smoke, or if they remain um, uh, overweight or gaining weight, and certainly if they have um, um, uh, uh, recurrent heart disease, then these are things that can also be um, uh, correlated with chronic kidney disease. If someone has this constellation of these symptoms, what tests do you do to determine what's going on with their kidneys? Um, uh, actually, actually, you're right. I, I kind of jumped the gun there and gave you some of the uh, symptoms from before. But uh, certainly, uh, if um, probably the one of the most important things is a, uh, for a patient to just continue to be, see their primary care physician. And if they see these constellation of symptoms that I was uh, speaking about before, then one of the most important things is just making sure checking blood pressure, also checking urine tests and doing a blood test. If they find abnormalities here uh, with, uh, with the results of these tests, then that's a, a good uh, reason for the uh, primary care physician or family doctor to refer the patient to a nephrologist who then may do uh, additional tests, including additional uh, urine tests and blood tests and sometimes uh, taking pictures of, uh, of the kidneys, such as ultrasound imaging of the kidneys. If you determine somebody does have kidney disease, what do you do for them? Is there a way to make the kidneys better, 
or once they've got disease, then it's just a matter of stopping the progression? That's a, that's a great question. And I think one of the most important things to realize is that if someone is diagnosed with chronic kidney disease, this should not, but we would feel bad if that person uh, were uh, afraid or if we made the patient um, um, uh, fearful. People who do um, uh, develop chronic kidney disease and are diagnosed with chronic kidney disease are living longer. Probably one of the most important things is that we've started to try to recognize chronic kidney disease earlier. Um, now, unfortunately, uh, it is true that if someone does have chronic kidney disease, there often is not a cure. Now, we've known this for many, many years. That's okay. The first reason to actually go see a kidney specialist or a nephrologist, a medical kidney specialist, is to actually prevent the kidney disease from getting worse. Kind of probably the most important thing to keep in mind is that for the, uh, the doctor's job is to do no harm and try to make sure that the kidney disease does not continue to get worse. Um, it is certainly important to, uh, uh, for, the, for the medical kidney specialist to elicit any possible easily reversible causes of, of acute kidney injury. Uh, uh, but if there is only chronic kidney disease, then one of the most important things is good control of blood pressure, good control of diabetes or preventing diabetes, and then uh, sometimes doing a kidney biopsy. And if there are certain conditions um, uh, that are less common than, than diabetes or hypertension, and, uh, uh, medications can be used to try to treat the, the, the kidney disease and try to push off the need for the dreaded you know, end-stage kidney disease, which would, you know, in, 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 in that situation, then the, the only treatment uh, available then are either dialysis or um, kidney transplantation. Are there certain medicational interventions that you can use before you would have to resort to dialysis? Sure. I think, um, you know, even from the 19, uh, some of the seminal articles and studies uh, done in the 1980s and 1990s um, uh, uh, involved the use of certain uh, specific blood pressure medications. Um, uh, they may be commonly known as ACE inhibitors or angiotensin-converting enzyme inhibitors or the similar medications, angiotensin receptor blocker therapy. Um, sometimes it's easier just to say ACE inhibition uh, or ACE system inhibition. Um, uh, patients certainly are and doctors are becoming more savvy about how to talk about kidney disease and about medications that are used. And medications like this, especially if someone has diabetes as one of the causes of the kidney disease, uh, along also with hypertension, then these medications are used. Um, they actually, you know, a, a common miscon a, a misconception among even uh, uh, doctors and, and patients is that um, uh, that the, these medications sometimes can uh, cause the kidney function to get worse. In reality... They, the, the way that these medications work, they actually do make the serum creatinine, which is a blood test that is used to um, uh, estimate kidney function, and the GFR, it's used to estimate the glomerular filtration rate or how fast the kidneys are filtering blood. The, these medications actually can make the GFR drop a little bit or the serum creatinine go up a little bit, but that is actually exactly how those medications work. It helps slow the kidneys down so they don't have to work as hard. Of course, if the kidney disease continues to get worse um, and if uh, patients develop other um, uh, signs and symptoms of, of kidney disease, such as uh, and blood tests showing high phosphorus um, or, or um, anemia, 
then these are uh, equally important um, uh, conditions that then should be treated by the nephrologist uh, using medications and, and, and diet as well to try to treat um, uh, high phosphorus levels that may accumulate if someone has uh, kidney disease. Um, medications like epigen are used to treat anemia so that if patients are feeling weak and tired, um, it may not just simply be the kidney disease, it may be because of anemia. And in the past when there was only blood transfusions to help patients, now, certainly, there have been medications for some time now, such as epigen, which are used to help um, stimulate the bone marrow and 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 where uh, and um, and uh, prevent uh, anemia from getting worse. Are there certain lifestyle modifications, diet and exercise, that you recommend for people with chronic kidney disease? Absolutely, and I appreciate that. Uh, as doctors, again, we kind we especially um, you know. Uh, uh, you know, we are uh, Western-trained doctors. You know, uh, I, I was born and raised in uh, in New Jersey, um, but of course, I've uh, you know we've uh, have had the opportunity to travel you know around the country and, and around the world. Um, um, alternative medications and alternative treatments are available. We may not be as familiar with those those types of treatments, and it's important to be careful uh, when when thinking about uh, alternative medications and alternative treatments. But um, um, uh, certainly because of some side effects, but diet diet therapy and preventive preventive therapy is not an Eastern philosophy of medicine. It's a Western philosophy of medicine. Prevention is the most important thing, uh, and that means even if someone has well established high blood pressure and well established diabetes and chronic kidney disease, the first treatment for the high blood pressure is not those ACE inhibitor medications that I was just speaking about or blood pressure medications. It is um, uh, uh, diet and exercise. So, for example, a Mediterranean diet, which everyone kind of finds is supposed to be kind of in vogue at this time, this Mediterranean diet is not a dietary fad. It has been around for many years, and 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 it has been shown to help um, control blood uh, to get the blood pressure under control. Um, sometimes patients can even, uh, uh, if if they are uh, adherent with the diet and with exercise, sometimes instead of requiring three different blood pressure medications, sometimes they only need two different blood pressure medications. So um, uh, that that diet is very, very important. Um, of course, there are other dietary fads out there. Sometimes everyone will talk about low-protein diet in someone with chronic kidney disease. And this can be important in some situations, but it is, is more, uh, it's something we used to see in the, in the past when patients uh, who developed the final stages and the end-stage kidney disease would be thin and emaciated, and um, and they would uh, end up requiring dialysis or transplant. But these days, patients are living longer, um, and they can even uh, uh, have obesity and still have chronic kidney disease. So this is where that m- uh, limiting protein in the diet too much can actually lead to muscle wasting. So it, it, it's important to avoid you know foods and uh, uh, such as red meat or uh, that are high in, uh, in, in a lot of fat, or certainly these days avoiding um, uh, uh, large carbohydrate load um, is, 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 is important. Um, uh, but you also, the, you don't want to become, um, uh, uh, you don't want to develop muscle wasting, uh, or, and you don't want to lose weight um, uh, inappropriately. You should be through a kind of a regimented program. Um, the other diet that I would I would t- uh, remind everyone about is the uh, diet. Again, it's not a dietary fad like South Beach diet or or um, the other diets out there. Um, the diet's called the DASH diet, or it's dietary approaches to stop hypertension. And it's 
D-A-S-H. Uh, it isn't the Mrs. Dash salt substitute. Uh, it's the dietary approach to stop hypertension. And this, uh, this diet, um, again, uh, has been around for a long time uh, and has been shown to help. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't cure kidney disease, um, but it can definitely help get blood pressure under control and help patients um, um, maintain uh, the, the kidney function that they have this time. And in just the last few minutes, your best advice, including how you want people to be able to stay away from dialysis or not need a transplant, really your best advice for people that may have been diagnosed with chronic kidney disease? I would say probably the most important thing is not to be afraid. Um, the, there's a lot of knowledge out there about heart disease and heart attacks, um, as- bare aspirin commercials about you know which are true they can help prevent uh, uh, heart attacks. There's a lot of information about there about um, cancer and breast cancer and prostate cancer, um, you know scary diseases. But kidney disease, unfortunately, you have to kind of fight to get your information. There aren't many commercials out there about kidney disease. So probably the one of the most important things is if someone hears about kidney disease in themselves or in their loved ones or their friends, the first thing is to not be afraid. Um, the second thing would be is follow up with your family doctor and your primary care physician. There can be, even though there isn't a, still a, a great way of trying to um, uh, um, detect early, uh, kidney disease early in everybody, um, certainly there are, uh, in patients that have risk factors, then it's important to go to your doctor and, uh, and, and ask about kidney disease and high blood pressure. And um, uh, having... having uh, those things check blood tests uh, and having your blood pressure checked and just simple urine tests can help detect uh, disease early. Um, even if someone does, develop, uh, uh, get, uh, does get diagnosed with kidney disease, probably the most important thing is um, if, if you have tru- uh, you know, trouble with cigarettes and smoking, try to stop smoking, eat a healthy diet, um, try to exercise. And kidney disease can be silent. So sometimes the most confusing thing for patients is, and even for doctors, is that, well, my doctor told me I have something's wrong with my creatinine or my blood test, but I feel fine. Probably the most important thing is that if if someone is uh, at risk for developing kidney disease or has kidney disease, and even if you feel well, it's important to start making sure that you're seeing your doctor on a routine basis. And why should they come to Lourdes Health System for their care? Well, of course, I'm going to be biased. I, I, I love being here at Lourdes. I, I have, uh, you know, the opportunity here to be able to um, uh, practice and, and to treat patients uh, the way that I've been trained. Um, uh, the, this center also probably the, one of the most important um, 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 things to keep in mind is that um, this, uh, this uh, hospital and this center has been uh, taking care of patients with kidney disease and diabetes and if they, uh, and dialysis patients and kidney and pancreas transplant patients for years. It's not a new center. Um, uh, 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 there's a long history of helping people in South Jersey um, that otherwise would have difficulty in finding help uh, for kidney disease and for um, kidney transplant and pancreas transplant. Um, and we work closely with our patients uh, and with multiple other doctors, uh, including a, a very, very uh, uh, prominent and uh, uh, um, uh, cardiac center, as well as neurosurgery center, um, and a multi-faceted uh, uh, and, and multidisciplinary uh, team here at Our Lave Lords to help uh, give a, uh, a, a, a all-encompassing and, and a, a treatment plan for patients with uh, chronic kidney disease and diabetes.
Thank you so much for being with us. It's such great information. You're listening to Lord's Health Talk, and for more information, you can go to lordsnet.org. That's lordsnet.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.